The blood of Christ has brought protection, deliverance, and freedom to us from guilt and shame. This message is entitled, The Benefits of the Blood of Jesus. Here is Pastor Dalo Shields. If you have your Bibles, you can go and turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. In just a moment, we're gonna take a look at some verses from that particular chapter. But I wanna to talk to you today about the benefits of the blood of Jesus. Good Friday represents the fact that we're celebrating actually the recognition of what Jesus did for, the, for us on the cross of Calvary. It's quite interesting that we call it Good Friday because although it's, it's a Good Friday to us, there's a lot of pain, a lot of things that happen during that Good Friday that obviously make us aware of what Jesus did, the price that he paid. And Jesus prepared his disciples for that event, that Good Friday moment on the night before he was actually to be crucified. On the night before that Thursday evening, he gathers with his, his, his disciples in an upper room in Jerusalem and they take some time to share a meal together. And in that meal, in that moment, Jesus reminds them of what is about to happen. We find these words in Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Now here in this moment, what we call the Last Supper, there's tremendous meaning in it because it's a Passover meal, if you will. Jesus is preparing his disciples for what is about to occur the next day, but he's also pointing them toward history and something that had happened many years earlier. It's recorded in the Old Testament in the time of the Passover. Uh, the, the initial Passover celebration was established by God in a moment when Israel faced great difficulty as, as slaves in Egypt. They were in bondage, they were in slaves, and God had raised up Moses to be the deliverer for them and to get them out of slavery. And you might remember, remember there were 10 plagues that were uh, en enacted upon the, the people of, of, of Egypt. And, and in that process, God brings them to that final plague where the firstborn is going to die. And he gives his people, the Hebrew people, some instructions that will result in what we now know to be the Passover. Notice, if you will, with me, Exodus now, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. It points us back to the origins of the very thing that Jesus does with his disciples on that Thursday evening, evening before his crucifixion. Exodus chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in their neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be, be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood, notice this, some of the blood and smear it on the sides and tops, top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. These, this is verse 11 now, these are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal, animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, here's the important phrase, I will pass over you. That's where we get the Passover concept. 
This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now there's lots of different aspects to the Passover meal and the Passover feast, but what we wanna to do today is to tie two things together. We're gonna to tie together the Passover in the Old Testament and the Lord's Supper in the New Testament, the Last Supper of the disciples and what it means for you and me. Because what we see in scripture is just like that innocent lamb was slain back in the time when the Hebrew people were coming out of Egypt and the blood was painted on the doorpost of their houses. We also see the application of the blood of the precious lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. And what I wanna to talk to you about for the next few moments, I wanna to talk to you about the, the power of the blood. The Old Testament situation, that Passover lamb in the Old Testament and the blood that was shed from the Passover lamb of the Old Testament draws us to the understanding of the benefits that Jesus brings to us by his blood. There's nothing more precious in all the Bible than the story and the, and the st study, if you will, of the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood. So I'm gonna take you through these next few moments very quickly, five benefits of the blood of Jesus as we think about it here on this Good Friday and what Jesus did for us on the cross. First of all, the benefit of the blood of Jesus, his, his blood brings us protection. In the Passover, God was bringing judgment to the people of Egypt because of their withholding of mercy and withholding of, of deliverance to the, to the people of God. And there was a judgment moment. See, Pharaoh had hardened his heart consistently and would not let God's people go. And there came this final plague where God says, now, this is what I'm going to do. There's going to be death in the land. And in that moment, he gave instructions to his people and said, you paint the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your houses. And I promise you that when the death angel moves through, my promise to you, my covenant with you is this, the death angel will not touch you. So there we see in the Old Testament, the protective power of the blood. And I want you to know that when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary on that Good Friday, he also brought to us the power and protective power of the blood of Christ over our lives. And now we see that because of that, we have been delivered from the judgment of death. It's a great thing to know. The Bible says in Romans chapter six, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Second Corinthians chapter five, 21 says, God made him, that's Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, back in the Old Testament, we see that that lamb, that was brought into that household and taken care of. And finally, that lamb was slayed on that twilight evening. What happened was that lamb gave his life for the protection of people that were there in that household. And in the same way, when Jesus shed his blood, he was doing so for our protection, if you will, our deliverance from death. The death angel cannot touch us. The second thing that we see about the blood of Jesus in our lives, the power of the blood, the benefit of the blood, is that his blood also brings deliverance. There's a delivering power in, in, the, in the blood of Jesus. Go back with me in the Old Testament just for a moment. The Passover lamb, that lamb was slain so that the Hebrew slaves could go free. After that event transpired, what happened in that environment is there was a moment now that deliverance was possible. They were able to actually leave the land of Egypt and they were now to become free, moving their way to the promised land. And in the same way when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, we are made free also. I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, or excuse me, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Notice this, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, 
who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. How did he purchase our freedom? By his blood. In the same way that that lamb in the Old Testament purchased the freedom of the Israelites to go free and to leave Egypt, uh, moving out of slavery, Jesus did the same for us. The blood of Christ protects us and the blood of Christ delivers us. The third thing I wanna share with you today is that Jesus' blood also provides us the promise of a brand new future. When that blood was shed in the Old Testament, the blood of that Passover lamb, what we see is that God was actually preparing them to be brought out into a new season of life. For 430 years, think about that, for four centuries plus 30 years, they had been slaves in Egypt. That's a long time to be a slave. And they had no hope, they actually felt no future. They felt like life had come to an end. That was all that they had known for 430 years. But what happened there in that moment, that Passover moment, is that God now opened up to them a brand new future. Notice with me verse two of Exodus chapter 12. God says to them, this month will be for you, the first month, the first month of your year. God says today, because of what's going to happen, and with the shedding of that blood of that lamb, you're gonna mark this day as a new beginning for your life. And the same is true for you. When you and I come under the blood of Jesus, our sins are washed away, all the stains of the past are removed, and we get a brand new beginning. Every time you step in to the presence and power of God's blood at work in your life, there's a new beginning for your life. The old is gone, the new has come. We can forget those things that lie behind and move forward to the future that God has planned for us. So the blood of Christ, what does it do for us? First of all, it brings us protection. Second of all, it brings us deliverance. Thirdly, it brings us a hope for a brand new future. We step into the covering of the blood and we have a possibility of new beginnings in our life. Then the fourth thing that the blood of Jesus does for us is it marks us and it makes us different from the world. If you had gone back to Egypt during the time of the Passover, you would have discovered that as you went through the Hebrew villages, all the households had blood over their doorpost. And had you walked out of that Hebrew village into an Egyptian village, you would have seen households that looked differently because they didn't have the blood over their doorposts. There was a marked difference between those two houses. One looked different from the other. And that's important for us to remember as well, that when Jesus' blood comes over our lives, not only does it give us all these things that we've talked about, but it actually marks us and makes us different from the world around us. See, Christians are different. We're not like the world. We're marked by the precious blood of Jesus. We are to walk in the way that Jesus calls us to walk. We're to look like, if you will, in our attitudes, in our spirit, our interactions. We're to look different from the world. The blood of Jesus marks us and the blood of Jesus makes us different from the world around us. And then number five, here's a great thing to remember. Jesus' blood, one of the benefits of the blood of Jesus is that it actually provides us power over guilt and shame and condemnation. One of the ter most terrible things that people struggle with in life is constantly feeling guilty about something they've done in their life, something that's in their past and shame over some aspect of their life and a sense of being condemned. And the blood of Jesus was shed so that we, can, we could be free of those things. See, God never designed you to live under shame and guilt and condemnation. That's not his plan for your life. He wants you to live a life of freedom, a life where you know that you're forgiven, a life that you're walking in the grace and mercy of God. And there that day in, in the Old Testament, the Passover moment, the children of Israel not only had a new beginning, but they, were, they had a joy on the inside. They knew that they were leaving a lifestyle that had held them bondage for over 400 years. They were moving into a future, a promised land that God had in store for them. And I want you to be encouraged today to know that as Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, we celebrate that today on this Good Friday. Please understand, please be aware of the fact that when he shed his blood, he did so so that you could be forgiven. That whatever you've done in the past, it doesn't 
doesn't need to haunt you any longer. Whatever has been a part of your failures and your mistakes and your regrets, today when you bring them under the covering of the blood of Jesus, you can go free. You can look forward to a promised land. You don't have to live in the doom and gloom of your failures. God never designed you to live that way, but God has a future for you, yes, a future that is filled with joy and possibility because of His blood. Listen to what the Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Listen to these words. But if, you, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And notice this, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, notice this statement, cleanses us from all sin. I'm not sure about you, but I'd like to take a moment right there and just say hallelujah. Thanks be to God that His blood cleanses us from all sin. That means it cleanses our conscience. It frees us from condemnation. It shakes away the shame from our lives. And then it says in verse 8, if we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. What, what is he saying there? He's saying everybody's been a sinner. It, it, this sin has affected everyone. If you claim that you haven't had any sin in your life, you don't really understand. You're not living in the truth. And then he adds this spe very special verse in 1 John 1 verse 9, a verse that you should memorize and know very well. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. There we're given that promise that through the blood of Jesus, when we come to God and we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to, again, there's that word, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. On this Good Friday, what I want you to do with me today is just to remember the power of the blood. Remember the power of that Passover lamb going all the way back to Exodus chapter 12, that lamb that shed the blood that resulted in the children of God being able to escape Egypt, Exodus out of Egypt. And the blood of Jesus has allowed us to experience protection in our life and deliverance from it, from all kind of bondages in our life, finding that we, we now have a, a good and better future because of what He's done for us, realizing that that blood makes us different from the world around us, and knowing that we're free from the destructive elements of, of shame and guilt and condemnation. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. There's an old song that says, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. We're grateful for that blood that gives us power. And I want to encourage you today in these next couple of moments as we pray together on this Good Friday, as we think about the cross of Jesus and Jesus hanging there, out, outstretched his arms and his legs now nailed to the cross. In that moment when blood was dripping from his hands and his feet and his side and from his brow, that the drops of those blood, that the drops of blood coming from him were the bloods that, blood that was the blood that purchased our redemption and our salvation. It's the blood that comes to set you free. I am thankful, as I'm sure you are, for the power of the blood. Would you join me as we pray together right now? Lord, we're so very grateful today for the fact that we have been able to experience through faith in you the power of your blood. And Father, I thank you so much for every person that's a part of this service today as we have put our faith in you that we can understand that your blood has brought protection to our lives and your blood has brought deliverance to us. Your blood has given us a new and a better future. Your blood, oh God, has caused us to be marked as different from the world around us. And thank you that your blood frees us from shame and guilt and condemnation that we can go free into the promised land that you have prepared for us. So Lord, today we thank you so very much for this Good Friday and what you you did for us on the cross of Calvary. We celebrate you. We thank you. We honor you. We bless you for all that you've done for us, the blood that you've shed, for the redemption that we have in you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name.
I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray and you can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God and I promise you that He will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of His name. Say, Jesus, I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's Son. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says that when we call upon God's name, we call upon the Son of God, there is salvation that comes to our lives. He changes us from the inside out and you become a new creation. All things pass away, all things become new. And that's exactly what has happened to you today. Your next step really is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church. And you begin to study God's Word, get God's Word in you, and to make sure that you get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one and begin to read it. Spend some time every day in prayer. And I would encourage you also to check out the resources on our website that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. You can find them at church-redeemer.org. Get those into your hands. Get started in your new life with Jesus Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time. If you've prayed with a pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to church-redeemer.org slash a new you. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.